Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Football Franchise. As usual, it's Brandon, and we're brought to you by the Box Score Network. Please join us on the Box Score Network for all of your sports podcasting needs, especially coming into the NFL season. We have a lot of football shows. I would say the NFL is our uh, biggest, <laughs> our biggest uh, sport represented uh, on our podcast network. So if that is something you're interested in, uh, please do check out some of those podcasts as well. This is the fantasy football arm of the Box Score Network, and today what I wanted to talk about is the storylines I'm going to be looking into going into this season, uh, the 2023 season. So solo episode by yours truly. I wasn't able to get a guest this week, and that's okay because I wanted to just get some things uh Rolling, get some thoughts out there for everybody and just help you all understand what it might take this season to win your respective leagues. So first thing that I'm looking at, and this should be a primary go-to for everybody, second-year wide receivers. So guys that obviously were rookies last year and have had experience in the NFL and their respective offenses. And there is some big opportunity here in the wide receiver market, looking at things um, from the standpoint of the second year wide receivers. So looking at guys, the likes of Drake London, the obvious two, the Ohio state guys, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, obvious. Those would be the top two uh, number year two receivers, in my opinion, and based on what the market slash draft boards ADP is telling us, and it it checks out. I w- I would say that, but I like I, I like Garrett Wilson's trajectory being with Aaron Rodgers, but I also like Chris Olave's trajectory being with Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr will get Olave the ball. Derek Carr sneaky good QB at getting his guys deep targets. If you look at what he was able to get Devontae Adams more deep balls than Devontae got when he was in Green Bay last year. He even got Renfro the year prior. So that's something to consider going into your drafts. Really like um, Christian Watson in Green Bay and what his potential could be. But it might not be Christian Watson's receiving game that he'll be dominating. Last year, he really came onto the scene. But on Green Bay, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Packer fan, Romeo Dobbs is, I think, one to watch for from a fantasy perspective as well because he's been coming up with some big plays. So another second-year wide receiver, the value prop stands in the model that I'm talking about here. Some other guys that I'm really interested in, George Pickens, Pittsburgh. He has a lot of upside, and his ceiling is fairly high. So we should really take that into consideration. Wandell Robinson, the New York Giants in the wide receiver game. Obviously, they were getting guys off the streets and productive fantasy metrics, which was quite impressive from that standpoint. I was shocked with everything that they were doing. Um, Jahan Dotson. Now, that's a name that I've been seeing a lot more out there, and I think it should be noted because... With what Sam Howell has been bringing to that 
commander offense in conjunction with Eric Bieniemy. I anticipate Jahan Dotson having some tremendous upside in the receiving game. There are some guys that were not necessarily going to have the same expectations for. I'm not sure what to expect from uh, the likes of a Khalil Shakur and Sky Moore, for example. Um, they're slot guys that have potential, but it just doesn't. It's not necessarily in the cards for those offenses to get those guys involved as aggressively, especially considering who else they're competing with targets for, um, especially in the rookies that got drafted by those respective teams as well. Tyquan Thornton is an interesting one in New England. I'm not necessarily holding my breath or chomping at the bit to draft him. His athleticism is quite interesting, and he has a lot of he has a lot of intangibles that you like to see. His size, though, is a little bit scary for me. His speed is off the charts, but like I said, seems to get dinged up back there. So those are just some things that I'm looking into when I'm looking at some of these wideouts that are going into their second season that have some established role in their offense and are going to merit garnering targets throughout the season. Those are the guys that I am looking at, particularly that I can name off the top of my head. Um, I'm looking at what Fantasy Life has to offer here, fantasylife.com. They have a very great resource uh, to get a lot of free information so, yeah, look at it, uh, review the data, and I hope that you all take advantage of some of these second-year wide receivers in your respective lineups. Next up, I'm looking at quarterbacks that kind of took the Geno Smith route. So, not saying that they started with one team like Geno did with the New York Jets and then ended up in Seattle, and then Russell Wilson ends up leaving, and, well, Russell Wilson ends up getting traded. Geno is the most senior-slash-experienced quarterback on the Seattle Seahawks roster and has had a lot of opportunity to learn from Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson what to do and what not to do in regards to how he handled his business. And I want to know what guys I kind of have here that I can pull from that aren't your top of the line guys so first names that are jumping off the board to me are sam howell and jordan love now sam howell in college played under philip longo who's now the offensive coordinator of the wisconsin badgers and if you look back at sam howell's college stats he was getting the ball all over the place uh, to respective position groups tight ends running backs, wide receivers, you name it, he was facilitating it. Now, obviously, Philip Longo's system isn't really at the NFL level yet, and I don't know if it ever will be, to be candid. However, there is something there. I'm not sure what yet, but it's something to keep our eyes on because Sam Howell does have the talent. Secondly, quarterback who can run a system well and has proven that he can do it. Brock Purdy in San Francisco seems to have a handle on what Shanahan wants to do. And that should be something we take notice of, considering the way Kyle Shanahan handles his business, the way he goes about selecting a quarterback. It's too bad because Trey Lance, it seems that he has a package that just didn't want to get 
utilized in Kyle Shanahan's offense when Brock Purdy can come in and do what has been done in that offense successfully the past couple of seasons that Jimmy Garoppolo was doing. I think that the model of consistency is going to prevail here, and Brock Purdy is going to be somebody to watch for from a production standpoint, the way that Shanahan makes things so easy for any quarterback we've seen in play in that offense it's it's a thing of beauty honestly watching the 49ers play tough to watch if you're uh not a fan of that team but something that I think we should take notice of and understand and make sure that we're watching out for it so and I know that Brock Purdy was the starter most of the year last year but he not most of the year but towards the end of the year so let's let's take him with a grain of salt and Let's talk about the other one. Uh, Jordan Love obviously did not play, played a little bit last year, but was sitting behind Rodgers most of the time in Green Bay. Jordan Love's value proposition is that, is he Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, or form? Obviously, I think he has his own spin to do things. However, um, that experience he had with Aaron Rodgers is invaluable since he's been drafted in 2021 or 2020, I believe. Yeah, 2020, Jordan Love was drafted by the Packers because uh, that was Gudekun's first uh, pick. So that's something to watch out for um, in that respect because think of all of that experience that he's had going up against the Packers' defenses in practice for the past couple of years learning from Aaron Rodgers, being able to work with some of the best route runners in the game in Devontae Adams, and just being able to have those valuable reps from time to time, something definitely to look at. And we should expect big things from the Packers this year. I'm not sure what they're going to look like, but I think it's going to be better than what some people are saying. I think there's a few people that are a little bit too negative on the Packers this year, I have my skepticism on them as well, but I don't think we should count them out. It's going to look a little different, but who knows? Maybe it doesn't look all that different, and maybe Jordan Love is just what LaFleur needs to to make this lift. The NFC North isn't particularly strong in any way, shape, or form, so it's not like the Packers can't just continue on as if it's status quo. The Vikings might have the more experienced roster in the division but not saying they're more talented than anybody so that's something to kind of look out for as well last quarterback I think we can kind of refer to because he didn't start most of the year last year until Mariota left the Falcons Desmond Ritter so Desmond Ritter obviously a vestige of consistency at Cincinnati um just he's a he's he's a dude's dude I love his story love his background we're going to find out if he's NFL caliber this year. So I know that that offense is definitely going to be a heavy dose of the run game, but Desmond Ritter is going to have to make critical throws in critical moments because that is what's ultimately going to get the big plays, and you need big plays in the NFL. You cannot just sit on your laurels running the ball. You have to be able to throw the ball in the NFL if you want to have any positive movement. And team and Desmond Ritter, and I'm pretty sure that Arthur Smith understands this. That he needs to make he needs to establish Desmond Ritter 
in the NFL as a threat. And he has to make sure teams fear the pass game. Otherwise, if they're just going to run the ball the whole season with Robinson, Algier, and Patterson, teams are just going to load the box on them. And in those situations, when the defense is going to cheat like that, you have to be able to throw. So we're going to find out if Ritter can throw because teams are going to want to load up the box if this team decides to be the run-heavy offense that we anticipate them being. They're going to have to be able to catch defenses off guard with the play action. They're going to have to be able to pass out of some of those run formations. And that's going to be on Ritter to be able to execute. It's also going to be on the offensive line to protect Ritter in some of those situations because those aren't necessarily going to... Those are those are potentially going to be some hot blitzes that will be coming down for Ritter if they're going to be anticipating run because and the pass rush gets to Ritter before he can get the ball off from time to time. So those receivers are going to need to be on point too. Maybe we'll see a resurgence. Kyle Pitts actually is what we think he is. I don't know. Yet to be determined. So let's, let's wait and see there. Um, but those guys I'm going to be keeping my eyes on because I think there's something there. I don't know what what it is particularly yet, but it's something. And we'd be remiss not to at least acknowledge it because these guys are getting the keys to the car to drive now. And it's it's go time. So and not only for these quarterbacks, but also for these coaches, these front offices, this is a there's going to be some moments of truth in Washington, Green Bay, San Francisco, and Atlanta, respectively, this year, probably more so than there's been in a while. San Francisco, probably the least worried out of those four, um, just because we've seen Shanahan do it so many times over. But the other three, it's it's a now-or-never situation, and this is where... Um, <laughs> This is where jobs are going to be maintained and jobs are going to be uh, uh, <laughs> lost on the on the situations in these uh, passing games in particular. Next up, rookie tight ends. This is a strange one, probably one that we don't really look at all too much, but there's a lot of rookie tight ends that could have some very prominent roles in their offenses. Um, and that's something that we should not take lightly. Typically, rookie tight ends in the NFL do not have the type of uh, seasons that we see from the more seasoned and experienced tight ends. However, considering where Darnell Washington is in Pittsburgh, Sam Laporta in Detroit, uh, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft in Green Bay, these guys are going to have to get utilized. Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo is going to get utilized. Those are some names that I would be putting on my radar in terms of what their production is in their offense. I don't anticipate Darnell Washington catching a lot of balls downfield, but you better believe he's going to be an option for Kenny Pickett in the red zone, and that's something that should be looked at. Um, it, it, he's going to be. He's a big. He's a big body. He's a huge. He's huge and. After listening to what um, Daniel Jeremiah was saying about him on Moving the Sticks last week, apparently he's playing at a pretty uh, hefty weight, which means he's going to be used for beating uh, beating dudes up on the edge uh, in the run game especially. But 
he's got to be a part of the passing game in some way, shape, or form. He's athletic enough. He's a big body. He can get the ball in at points uh, at higher points than what some linebackers will be able to, or safeties who will be who have to guard that. My gosh, can you imagine being a safety having to try to guard Darnell Washington? No, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know what to expect from Michael Mayer in uh, Vegas. It's but he is. Uh, they need something there, and he is, uh, he's still, I mean, he's he had a lot of upside at Notre Dame, so I anticipate him getting utilized in some way, shape, or form eventually this season. I don't know when, but it'll happen. Sam Laporta from Iowa in Detroit now. Detroit, I think, will utilize him. Um, they like to utilize their tight ends, which always kind of confuses me why they traded Hawkinson, but maybe they knew they had something in Brock Wright. That we didn't know, uh, he showed up on the on, as a as a breakout tight end once in a while last year. If you remember when I did my breakout candidates week to week from the podcast, so something to think about. The two guys in Green Bay, Tucker Craft from South Dakota, and Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, I anticipate them both being used. And gosh, yeah, y'all are going to think this was an excuse for me to talk about the Packers all podcast. It's not my fault. They fall under the categories of everything I'm talking about here. It's just things that have been coming up, and I've heard in other fantasy football podcasts that are worth mentioning. Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Luke Musgrave's the second coming of Travis Kelsey, like I've seen in some articles. That's absolutely asinine, and I don't think anybody should be compared to Travis Kelsey because I don't think we're going to get another tight end like Travis Kelsey in a long time. So whoever's saying that needs to stop it. I hope Musgrave is Travis Kelsey because that would be incredible because then I get to enjoy watching that on Sundays as a Packer fan. But I'm a realist here, and you ha- like things that Kansas City schemes up for Travis Kelsey, I don't know if there's other coaches that can do that. I don't know if there's other players that can do what Travis Kelsey does. Ultimately, too, I don't think a lot of other players have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. So the fact that Luke Musgrave is getting Travis Kelsey comps is admirable, but I need to see it on the field. And Luke Musgrave has not been on the field very much, especially if you look back at Oregon State. He was hurt quite a bit, and it's not a knock on him, but we need to see more to really go with it and believe that he can be that that vestige of consistency that Travis Kelsey has been. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a stalwart at the tight end position, and that's a tough position to be that lucrative in. And it has a lot to do with who his quarterback and head coach are. And then on top of that, he's super athletic and has incredible hands and catch radius. So there's a lot of components that go into what makes Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey and what makes him one of the best fantasy football players year in and year out it, it's it's t- it's a difficult thing to just kind of throw on a guy who especially somebody who hasn't played at all yet in the NFL Dalton Kincaid is the one name that everybody's been throwing around quite a bit out of Buffalo and he does have tremendous upside uh Coming out of Utah, he didn't. He got hurt last year. He's on my college fantasy football team, actually, so I know a little bit about the Kincaid situation. And yeah, he had um, some great games when he was out there 
for Utah, and he's fast. He's really fast, and especially for a tight end position. So I anticipate him being used more like a receiver, but time will tell. Um, ultimately, I want to see what his integration in the offense is because Dawson Knox is still in Buffalo, and he's been a decent tight end option for some teams too in fantasy football. So there's a lot of things to consider looking at these rookie tight ends. It's definitely something I'm not... It, if it falls to me in the draft, I'm not intimidated by taking a rookie tight end. However, there are other options I would prefer to go to, and that's why I'm talking about rookie tight ends last because ultimately with tight end, I'm looking for production that I know could be there that has been there in some way, shape, or form historically because experience has definitely favored the tight end position across the NFL, especially when it comes to fantasy football output. So, yeah, the rookie tight ends, though, if they fall to you in the draft, you can take a stab. I, I don't know where the where the floor is. The ceiling is projected really high, but I, I want to see where the floor is first after week one before I, before I make too many uh, assumptions on the position. Because what if all of a sudden we're talking about Brenton Strange after week one going off for Jacksonville? Then we have to completely reinterpret what we're talking about here from who's going to be the most involved in their respective offense out of these rookie tight ends. I anticipate Kraft, Musgrave, and Kincaid being involved in their offense the most out of all of these rookie tight ends. Throw in Darnell Washington and Sam Laporta as well. I should have... My bad there. Michael Mayer, he will eventually, but I don't think it's going to be right away. But the terms of those five, Washington, Laporta, Kraft, Musgrave, Kincaid, they will be involved in their offenses. Will they be catching passes, scoring touchdowns, getting the fantasy-relevant statistics week in and week out? Yet to be determined. However, they're going to be involved. Hope that helped you all. Um, those are, like I said, those are the storylines I'm going to be looking at going into the season. Second year wide receivers, primary focus, especially going into my drafts. Quarterbacks that have been on their rosters for more than a season and are now getting the opportunity to start for the first time or had or finally started a little bit last season and are now getting the full-time starting job coming out of the gate week one, and then rookie tight ends and what their opportunities are going to be on their respective offenses. Hopefully you get something out of those three uh, potential groups of players and hope to see you all on the next episode. I think I'm having Jared Palmgren on from Chasing the Natty, so we're going to switch things up a bit and talk college fantasy football next week. Um, I'll still do some uh, professional uh, football talk, especially leading up to drafts, but wanted to get a CFF episode in so that we can start talking about that subject as well on the podcast. So without further ado, everybody, you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Download, unsubscribe, resubscribe, all the fun stuff. This is Brandon Tim from the Fantasy Football Franchise, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.